Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Hero in a Half Shell, Sean. This is Turtley Thomas and Mutant Mason. And we played... MNT 07. Turtle. <laughs> How you guys doing? Are we turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Sorry. I don't even like that movie. I don't know why I'm referencing it. Because no matter how much you think of that movie, good or bad, that line is quotable. <laughs> Fair enough. Master of Disguise may not be a good movie, but it sure is quotable. Anyways, as we go immediately off the rails talking about Masters of Disguise... Team in TO7, this is you No, know, right before this, we started like, hey, we got on a tangent before this. Maybe this will be fine. Ooh, mess of the sky. Fuck! <laughs> so, Anyways, Team in TO7. I think we should jump out uh, immediately on this and just say, Mason hates the movie this game is based on. I do not like that. I do not like Team in TO7. I... Is Meanwhile, like as so me, the correct Artur, <laughs> understands this finite, wonderful nature of that... Underrated classic that is TMC07. As, as, I, as I've grown older, I've tried to get myself to hate things less. TMNT is still one of those things that I I hold on to my hatred for. I just I don't want I can't I don't want to like turn this into an episode about that movie because we're we're, we're gonna do that very later. soon. We're gonna do that later. Honestly, if you're listening to this on the Patreon, probably that episode is already out. Right. So if you, if you want if you want to hear me rant and rave about how I don't like that movie, you can listen to that. But just to keep it at a minimum, the one thing I will say is that the movie and the game both share both share a problem for me in different ways, but it's still the same problem in that they're just boring. I huh. thought this game was kind of boring. I I don't disagree in aspects of it, but it's the same uh, this game is very comparable, very, very comparable to the Ben 10 game we played. Very similar kind of dumbed down issues from a more advanced, more adult franchise. Mm-hmm. This is Baby's First Prince of Persia. Ben 10 was Baby's, Baby's first, first God of, War. God of War. And by dumbing it down, you take away some of the aspects of it. And I think that is elements of it. I don't think this game is boring. I think sometimes the presentation of this game can make it feel a little more boring. Yeah. I think some of the presentation uh, of it needed to be tightened up. But I think what we'll be able to say here is it's pretty clear that this was not Ubisoft Montreal's A-team working on this game. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it, and I will say this this is far from the worst from the worst game we've played. Oh, no. Far from I don't it. think... I wouldn't even call this a bad game. I just no, think it's... No, it's just... It's just kind of... It's, it's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. We, and we've played a lot of games like that that are worse than this, but mm-hmm. that's most that that pretty much sums up my thoughts on this game. TMNT is just there. <laughs> the movie's mid. 
that's my thoughts on it. The movie's mid. Uh, this game, I picked this game. And the reason I picked this is because, you know, you kind of want to do a TMNT game because TMNT is one of those franchises that's been kind of prolific in gaming. Yeah. But the thing is, despite this being kind of a dull game, I will kind of admit that it. there were several points where I was just kind of going through the motions playing this. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most interesting TMNT game from a conceptual standpoint yes. to me. Yes, really? I, I really, I really yeah, do agree. Okay, the, the, the beat-em-ups are good. The beat-em-ups are really good. I'm not saying they're not. But taking the turtles and putting them in this Prince of Persia style, uh, I think fits perfectly for these characters. Really because well. the one thing no adaptation of Ninja Turtles really gets right it's the it's goddamn the ninja, ninja part. part. Yeah, that's that. That is so, that is fair. So this actually taking advantage of that and making them more athletic, giving them these wall running, wall climbing, wall jumping abilities, and wall jumping that was easier than in the Prince of Persia games. Very much easier. <laughs> yeah, and, God. And I just I was playing this and I'm like, honestly, this has the building blocks for what would be my favorite TMNT game. Mm-hmm. Problem is it's. Uh, again, sharing with Mason my thoughts on the movie is also my thoughts on the game. It's mid. The the thing that makes this game is is its platforming, which is weird to say because usually I'm the one that comes on for these you know mid two thousands nineties platformers, and I'm like, why is platforming bad? But actually, they, they do something really interesting here. They take the uh, the uh, Prince of Persia, Assassin's Creed, Running Walls style ubisoft was really popular with at that time but they make instead of doing like the sprawling levels of both those games they make them very narrow hallway based almost crash bandicoot-esque yeah and if you had made the villains crash bandicoot-esque and as you're going through them and that's how you're fighting them i think legitimately you might have actually had something here the problem with this is when you are platforming and you have to stop and fight hordes yeah, because they literally, it's the problem a lot of mid two thousands platformers had. Pac Man World three had this problem. Uh, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger three kind of had this problem. The uh, the, Sever- were, the the Werehogs the Werehogs and, and Sonic Unleashed had this problem. The combat literally stops the platforming, and in this game, you know I get it. You want combat there, and you know. They have these weapons. You want to. You want them to use these weapons because you know they're the ninja fucking turtles. But at yeah. the same time, you get so into the platforming. There's almost this rhythmic feel to a lot of it. And yeah, and which is where like Prince of Persia, when we talked about and playing Sands of Time, even if people don't always love the combat, sometimes it is very much in the motions of everything you're doing. You're running up. You're you're you're. It's it's all the same sort of style as the platforming. The combat in this game is so different from the platforming yeah. <laughs> that it's like it is jarring at times to be like, okay, I'm now going to fight the horde. And it, I, there there are things that I wish for a combat sake. There's no lock on. Um, See, ah, uh, here we, we go. We, Sean's, we, Sean's continuing campaign for uh, for lock on in games. Are you being paid by Big Lock On? They should pay <laughs> Big Lock On. Uh, well, uh, but but okay. but even then, you know, Prince of Persia has a very basic lock on. But even then, like very very basic on it. But because of that, is it utilizes the camera for a lot of that that you are moving around and focusing on. Whereas this game, it is just a 
up middle center camera, very similar to Ben 10's camera. Legitimately, the cameras in those two games are very similar. Yeah, uh, I, I would argue that uh, that the camera in this game uh, moves a bit more. And it does because there's pl- there's more platforming, as- there's more spinning this, of the room aspects. This one has that more God of War camera, where Ben mm-hmm. 10 the camera was really stationary. In this game, it moves. It shows the landscapes like a God of War camera will do. Yeah, it, it, it moves around a lot more than the uh, than the Ben 10 camera does for sure. Yeah, it's not a it's it's not a. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a bad camera. There are some times, however, where it became kind of a counterintuitive camera, uh, like, especially in the combat areas. Like an annoying camera. Yes, because there so there's some there's some enemies later on that uh, that you get in the combat area that throw projectiles at you and from like a, a waste away but when the camera moves in on whoever you're fighting and there's somebody off there'll be somebody off camera throwing projectiles at you that you can't see so it ends up becoming a point where you're you're wailing on one enemy they don't hit you and then all of a sudden you take damage and you're like hold on wait a wait a second what yeah. happened here he didn't yeah. hit me that that comes with the problem of a lot of horde based games again mm-hmm. even though I do love this series God of War sometimes suffers this problem. It gets Very better much. as the series goes on. Very much. And but I think the thing about God of War is that the majority of the attacks are far-reaching, whereas this game, a lot of the combat is like, you need to be up and close to the person. And it's just... It's not good combat, and it's really repetitive as well. And yeah, I, I, I'm going to... For the majority of this game, I'm going to sing praises to a lot of this game. This is the thing that holds this game from being something that I like. I would want to seek out a lot is because like if, if combat was just boss fights, if you just had this stop at boss fights, okay, that would be annoying, but not there. It's that you know you'll have levels where you'll have six, seven, eight, nine hordes at different points, and I'm like I'm really enjoying the platforming, and it stops, and then I have to like. And it's not like I was dying to the hordes. It's just like those are the parts of the levels that I was like, huh. This is boring. Now let's get that out of the way. This game is pathetically easy. Death, like I did not. Death, death does nothing in this game. Yeah, I didn't even die half the time. I died from bottomless pits. Yes, but in combat, no. No, I never, no, I, I never, die never died in combat, and uh, and I fell off ledges a lot because I'm yes. bad at platforming. But yes. most of the time, it brings you right back to where you fell off. Yeah. So like, which is again, it, which is very Prince of Persia esque. Uh, uh, so they they kept that aspect to it that they're not punishing you. For failing platforming by sending you back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're a little further back because of checkpoints, but it, it, it's never felt like because I was struggling with a jump or because of a camera, uh, I wasn't able to make it over uh, on something mm-hmm. that I was being punished for it. So that is that is a real positive. Like this game is clearly meant for younger audiences. Uh, that's clearly what it's aimed for, and uh, I appreciate that. It's shortcomings in its camera and sometimes in its graphics. And we played the GameCube version, so like this does go up to a 360 and a Wii version, so it does have better mm-hmm. graphics. Uh, but sometimes they'd be like, you, you you can tell where you need to climb. How? Right. And I'd have to look around and be like, oh, that one is slightly browner than the other one, so that must be why <laughs> where I can climb. Yeah. The other the other thing about the platforming that I that I kind of noticed. Is that uh, so? The first so something uh, we probably should have brought up uh, at the beginning 
is that the first the first four levels you you play as an individual ninja turtle and then after that you can swap between all four of them uh and uh the uh in Donnie in Donnie's level and Mikey's level specifically they introduce mechan they introduce platforming mechanics they introduce mechanics to help you get through platforming uh Donatello can push himself through gaps with his bow staff and Michelangelo can spin his yeah, nunchucks. Michelangelo can I loved I loved the Donatello bow staff stuff. Uh, like for the 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 uh, using it again, it wasn't utilized a, a ton in levels, but I like that, that. Yeah, but that, that that's what I was gonna go uh, bring up is that they introduced these these mm. uh, platform mechanics, and then immediately drop them after those yeah. levels that you don't really you don't you don't really, really use, use them, them And almost every and some can't, but almost every gap jump or whatever you have can be done, or you can traverse with different ways. There's not one way to get across a lot of the things. You know, they'd be saying, do the wall jump here. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to run up the wall and I'm going to jump and do this. And oh, I got up there anyway. Like there's a lot of ways, which is fun. Uh, and, and if it were a more, um, if it was, if the combat was more rewarding, I think, and you delved more time in it, it's, mm. it is a fun game to be like, oh, I can do this multiple different ways. I don't have to do it all one way, which is a cool thing. The problem is, I don't know if I'd want to revisit it to kind of do the multiple ways because there are moments in it that I'm just like, huh, I don't really want to play this much more. And, you, and um, again, speaking of introducing um, introducing mechanics that don't really get used again, um, Raphael's first level, it's him as... Um, oh, the Night, Night Watcher. Night, Night Watcher, that's what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, him, it's, it's him as Night Watcher. Uh, uh, you go through the level as, as him as Night Watcher, and he has a mechanic in that level where... He has like a like a, a rage meter type thing where the mo- more people mm-hmm. he hits, uh, he built up a rage meter, and then you hit hit the rage thing, he like explodes into rage, and all the enemies die around him. It only appears in that one level. No, mm-hmm. no, well, I, it's there later. It's, it's there later. It's in other levels. It yeah. is. Yeah, because there's other levels where you play as the Night Watcher. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's another. I must level. have not have gotten that far. Huh. Okay then. <laughs> My bad. Well, I mean, me I'm... being a stupid. I mean, I will actually bring up something that uh, about the platforming mechanics. Donnie and Michelangelo get pretty cool things. Donnie yes. gets his bow staff pole vault. Michelangelo gets his helicopter nunchucks. Which are fun. Raph and Leo don't really get a lot. Leo gets this amulet that lets him phase through some walls. Which is like that could be cool, but you it's don't, not really. It's not really. You don't use it that integrated often. very well. I feel like no. it's, it's yeah. a really cool power. And again, it kind of goes back to the Donnie bow staff, which is really cool. Uh, and the way they use it, but it's just not integrated very much. So like, and and Raph can use his side to climb walls, which again makes sense for his character. Is a cool power. There's just these powers are very situational. They mm-hmm. remind me a lot. It's a very odd comparison. They remind me a lot of the power ups in the early 3D Mario games, like uh, mm. like a 64 or Galaxy, but. Uh, where these powers, they can help. They can help a lot, but they're very, they're situational. very situational. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I did find myself like there were occasions where you know you could wall run, or you could use Donnie's bow staff, you could wall jump, or you could use uh, Mikey's helicopter. There's no real other way to use Leo and Raph's abilities. Which, fair enough. I don't know how you make traversal traversal abilities out of katanas and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, the closest you get is, is Raph climbing walls with his size. Yeah, but that's 
really. I mean, yeah. if if it were me, I would have given Raph maybe a grappling hook with his side, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Leo, uh, maybe he. You can't do shit with Leo. Look, I <laughs> Leo's my favorite Ninja Turtle, but you can't do shit. He's, with a, too, he's yeah. a basic bitch, yeah. and that's why that's, we love him. That's the point. Is Leo's the basic bitch? So, kind of kind of circling back earlier when we were talking about how combat kind of just kind of just stops everything. The way the way that this game does combat kind of reminds me of an, of the way another game does combat, uh, but I think it does this style slightly better, and that is uh, Naruto: Rise of the Ninja. Hmm. And the way the way that that the because it's a, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is Ubisoft. I didn't even think about that. It's the game is basically it's a it's a fighting game. It's an Naruto fighting game, but the story mode is a is a kind of an open world three D platformer. Going through, I believe it's the first eighty episodes of the anime, and the way the the way the story mode works is that most of the time it's a it's an open world platformer, but every once in a while you'll get you'll run into other ninjas, like just out in the area, run into them, and then that'll trigger a fighting game segment that's over in that's it's over in like mm-hmm. thirty seconds. They're very easy. They're very fast. It's one on one, and it and it's. It's very quick. They're they're still fun, but they're over very very quickly, and then you can immediately move on. And I feel like if Ninja Turtles did something kind of similar to that, maybe add a couple of more combat sections, but make them shorter, I think that would have been better. So guess what year Rise of the Ninja came out? Two thousand seven. No shit, really? The same year? <laughs> the same year. <laughs> wow. So the same year you had another game that was doing pretty much the same thing, but in my opinion, did it better because there were. They, there were more of them, yes, but they were quicker and they were more fun. Mm-hmm. See, it reminds me of uh, actually very recently this year Street Fighter Six's World Tour mode, where the World Tour it's this open world thing. You know, you wander around, you uh, do some mini games or whatever, but occasionally you just get you either get mugged or you mug someone else, and you just get into a, and you just get into a fight. It kind of reminds me of that, so. And I and I feel like if 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 Ninja Turtles did something something similar to that, maybe you can mm-hmm. make, keep it in the similar style like this, where it's like a kind of a beat 'em up type thing, and it's an open area, but you trim down the number of enemies and make it make it shorter. Yeah. Maybe add a, maybe add like a one or two more in each level, but make them shorter. I think this would have been a much see, better I, experience. I, see what I would do is actually kind of the opposite. You strew the enemies everywhere. Like, you have it so where they're actually going through hostile territory, but, you know, maybe you come across only one or two at a time, and then... Make it uh, Crash Bandicoot. And then... Uh, yeah. And then Donnie, like, knock out, knock out with his bow staff, and then wall run away kind of thing. So, like, kind of like, actually, how Spider-Man 2018 or Batman Arkham Knight does it. Yeah. Where there's just these random... Cr- obviously, don't make it open world. But, like, uh, there's just these random criminals kind of doing their bad thing. And you can bust in, kick ass, bust out. Yeah. Uh, there are ways to make the, the this work. Uh, I just think that because... I don't want to say this is just a cash grab game. Because I don't think that's what this was. But... I mean, it kind of was. I, no. I, because, timing on that, cash grab games, you're not... It's it's very clearly trying to tie in on the movie. Yes, it yes, it's a tie-in in game, but it's not a cash grab game. That's what I mean. It's it's definitely trying to tie in, and that maybe means they have a smaller development cycle. 
clearly it wasn't the A-team on it because of it. It's definitely trying to do some things on it. And I think because for as good as the classic Ninja Turtle games are, the beat-em-ups, mm-hmm. they're great games. I think that hurt how we perceive Ninja, Ninja Turtle video games going forward because they had to be that sort of style. Yeah. And I do think that this yeah. game, if it had really just leaned into... Because that's, I think, where the hordes are. is like, oh, well, where, where are the beat-em-up segments? Where are we beating things up? And if we had less of those legitimately whether you make the enemies crash bandicoot-esque as we've talked about or if you just you integrate the powers more as you're going through things you can make it or even though it's a little a little you know more linear in the levels but there are ways to make it almost sonic the hedgehog-esque you know sa2-esque you know without some Mm -hmm. of the speed elements of, of those sort of things where you have enemies around but you then change a bit for boss fights that's where your powers come into effect there are things you can do but I think this game was probably not given the time frame to really develop uh, any of those sort of things. And so that's where you kind of get this mishmash of what the studio does well. The platforming Prince of Persia-esque stuff that this all gets incorporated into Assassin's Creed. But we need the turtles beat them up. And I think that's mm. where... That, that, I think it's just where this game suffers the most. Uh, it, I don't think it would be a perfect game if it was just a, you know platformy style game uh 100% or Crash Bandicoot but I think I, I think that's actually where they should have really focused on and it, it, it the game is fine the game is again when I'm running through especially especially the temple levels there's a few of them with Leonardo mm-hmm. where you're running through those platforming are really fun like the platforming like it's seamless. Everything's really good. Like I loved the platforming. Maybe it is because I'm biased, but Leonardo's levels were my favorite in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, Leonardo was the best mechanically levels, in my opinion. I think Donatello had the coolest environments a lot of the time. That's fair. My favorite, my favorite uh, levels to play through is Leonardo's when he's in the jungle and going full Rambo. On these, <laughs> uh, that's Sean's joke. Admittedly, I stole mm-hmm. that one going full Rambo on these militia guys. My favorite level design-wise is actually Michelangelo's first one, where you're on the rooftops, you're going across these floats. Probably my favorite line in the game where Donnie's like, Mikey, what's wrong? And he speaks in a really high voice, I think one of these balloons has sprung a leak. (laughs) It's really funny. Uh, In fact, let's get that out of the way. The game's writing is actually fairly solid. Yeah, Uh, and all the turtle voice... Are all the turtle voice actors all the back turtle the... voice yeah, actors so. have returned. Yeah, I, I... which means James Arnold Taylor as Leonardo and Nolan North as Raphael, who are just perfect are castings. Pretty yeah. great castings for Leonardo and Raphael. Yeah, I mean this more of a compliment of the movie, which again we'll talk about that when we talk about it. But I really appreciate them casting actual voice actors as the turtles. Yes. So uh, and. And, and carrying and carrying them over into this game really strengthens. Their there is a lot. I think a really cool thing about this game, and we've kind of been all over the place in here. We're not really segmenting as much in this podcast. We're just going to talk about this game. But one of the cool things is how they a lot of times introduce your powers. Is the turtles will be talking to each other because they're telling the story of how you yeah. know, which is actually a really cool idea. They're like, well, how did you get to this point? Because a lot of this game is in between points of the movie. How where did the tur- how did the turtles get to this point in the movie a lot of the times especially yeah. the early levels mm-hmm. uh, and it's really funny it's like well you got there anyway it's the Mikey level where you yeah. know he's like well you got there anyway he's like yeah I had to go through all this effort and and there's a really fun banter that happens through a lot of that that I really liked yeah. uh, 
I, I and, and they'd be like, you know, well, you know, uh, and then I figured out that, you know, I have this cool thing I can do, and I did this, and then you do, like, a move. Like, when I think that's when Donatello does his bow staff. He's like, I figured yeah, out I yeah, can yeah, do yeah, this because yeah, yeah. I upgraded my bow staff. And I'm like, that's just a cool way to introduce powers. Now, do they do a ton with those later in the game? Not enough no. at times. No. But it is the presentation of the turtles and the story is well done. It's just that some of the other presentation materials, specifically when you're into combat, or uh, even some of the, like, there's not really any cutscenes, but, like, they're, they're kind of like... Uh, the motion, uh, com- yeah. motion comics. Motion comics. They're fine, but the, 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 best, the best the presentation is in this game is in actually the levels when they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. We brought up Ubisoft earlier. This is actually one of four games they released this year. Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah. They released- Ubisoft was just... Just funneling out games in the 2000s for a while. Just cranking them out, yeah. Ubisoft Montreal, the section, the sector of Ubisoft that developed this game in particular, developed in this year TMNT, My Word Coach. I'm gonna assume that didn't take too long. (laughs) Uh, Naruto Rise of a Ninja, again, bringing that back up. But, you know, the big one, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That was the big one that they were focusing on this year. Which... Considering the fact that Assassin's Creed has made up a donk a donk zillion dollars, I mean, yeah, probably good and to focus on that. How but. big that first one was! I remember oh, when yeah. they unveiled it at E3, when they the, the gameplay stuff, and they had it on on the floor, and people were playing it, and they're like, "This game is massive, and you're running, you're doing the Prince of Persia style, but you're getting to do all these cool things." Like that game, the hype around that game was just massive at the time uh to the point where when uh assassin's creed mirage the newest one coming out to date this podcast uh has features that look similar to that people like oh thank christ they're going back the uh, savior has returned (laughs) they're going back they're going away from the action rbg and going back to the stealth uh uh, action game which is good yeah i think for that series let's not get on the assassin's creed (laughs) Yeah, we won't need us to get on the tangent. I think the thing for Assassin's Creed, this is my small thing. I think story-wise, they've actually done really good in the modern games, but the gameplay has suffered. So if they maintain the really cool stories they've done the last few, but bring back the gameplay mechanics, I think the new Assassin's Creed could be good. Anyway, there's my tangent. And uh, you know, while, while we're tangenting about games that we're not actually talking about, uh, I, do, I do find it interesting, though, that while they were making uh, Assassin's Creed... They managed to also put out uh, Rides of a Ninja, which is, in my opinion, one one of my fa- it's one of my favorite 360 games. So that's yeah. really interesting. Anyways, Ninja Turtles. Ubisoft Montreal was hu- is huge, and Ubisoft yeah. is humongous, and they, I mean, they they divvy a lot of it. There's other studios. They take it's not that they take the credit, but like they do uh, uh, sections of their games. Another studio might do something or something like that. There's a lot of stuff they work on. They aren't, and in the entire series, they're not. You know, they aren't producing. They aren't developing the entire Assassin's Creed series or the entire. Right. It, 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 they do divvy up a lot of it, and the PSP and the DS version were made by uh, Ubisoft Quebec. And uh, I think Montreal did do the Game Boy Advance one. I think they uh, they officially have the credit. I think. Um, I believe. I but can. I'm not sure. Well, let me just click on it real quick. Game Boy. Yes, Montreal is the uh, is the uh, uh, Game Boy Advance, which Sick. is more of a classic turtle beat 'em up, which is probably why it has much higher reviews. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think 
I think I, I, I want to give this game credit for trying some really different stuff that we hadn't seen in the Turtles franchise. Because, yeah, like, okay, again, the beat-em-ups are good, and I'm not saying they're yeah, not. Yeah, we love a but, good beat-em-up. But yeah. at the same time, like, you want to branch out. You yeah. want to try and do something else. Mm-hmm. I just... Imagine... And people, you know, some of the criticism with this game was something like they should have just made a beat-em-up or whatever... But let's do a little experiment. Oh. What if when Spider-Man Maximum Carnage came out, what if they said, don't make a 3D Spider-Man game? Because we don't need it. We have uh, Maximum Carnage. We have the best beat-em-up. We don't need a 3D Spider-Man game. We don't. And we wouldn't have gotten PS4. Yeah. We wouldn't, I... we wouldn't have gotten PS1, uh, Spider-Man yeah. 2, Web of Shadows, all of the good Spider-Man games mm-hmm. that are 3D. We wouldn't have gotten them. Because people Something. are like, Maximum Carnage is the best thing, so we don't need any more this of is Which is that... That's one of the reasons why I want to like this game more than I do. I still mm-hmm. don't hate it. I still... I just think it's kind of meh. But, like, at the same time, it, it actually tried something yeah. new with the Ninja Turtles. This is a great conversation to have, because a lot of times, fans of a franchise expect the same thing in each game. And... Yes, you want mechanics from game to game. You don't you, you don't want dr- all all the time drastic changes. But I always am like if somebody like you know plays a sequel and they're like, "Well, you know, I like the gameplay in the one before." Okay, go play that game. That's fine. I want them to I don't want the same game just produced over and over again. I want them to try things. Maybe they'll fail and I may not like that game, but I love games that try to do new things each game and try to push the envelope and do things with different franchises. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about it before. I really like Star Fox Adventures because they did something different with the Star Fox character. It, 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 they did something really different. Is it, you know, Flight Sim? No, it's a very different, and it's got a... We'll, we'll eventually probably cover that game because it's got a great behind-the-scenes. But uh, I think this game trying something different with the Turtles, and that I really appreciate because I... And and the... And I'll say, the platforming in this game, especially considering how much I bemoan 2000's platformer, the platforming in this game is fun. Yeah, I... Again, there's this almost rhythmic feeling when you really get into it. Like, whenever you... Whenever you really do, you know, you wall run, you jump, you swing on a couple poles, you uh, run on another wall, and then land. That shit feels good. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels good. The problem is there's just... Again, the combat is kind of what kills this game because it just stops the game dead in its tracks. It and yeah, I feel like again, if there was a different form of combat, I, whether it be what Mason said, what Sean said, or what I said, that it would improve this game, and I think it would be getting better than sixes. It, it yeah. is. It is really unfortunate that like that it it, it does kind of seem like every time. The Ninja Turtles try to do something different other than a, a side-scrolling beat-em-up. It ends up not really being liked. Like, uh, like the last one that I can think of is Mutants in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. That game is very different than the two than the 2D mm-hmm. side-scrollers. And nobody really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really sad. I wish I they, mean, could do, they could do more than I, just 2D beat-em-ups. Yeah, we, Mutants in Manhattan is not bad. Uh, real quick, Mutants in Manhattan tangent problem in that game is the enemies are just such damage sponges and mm-hmm. it has this really weird open world but not quite open world thing going on and 
it kind of like this game is a bit dull. But again, I, I this is the Ninja Turtles should not be stuck in two D beat 'em ups forever, and they're not going to be. There no, is, they're not. There is a last Ronin game in development right now. Which is that supposed to be God of War style? Is what they it's, said. They said it's going to be styled like God of War, the new ones. Which I could be really fun. I don't really in. I don't really love the new God of Wars, but. But maybe if you put the turtles in it? Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, turtle. Yeah. It's just Last Ronin we're talking about. It's really just the one. <laughs> the one who was... Spoiler to- alert if you yeah, haven't read uh, Last Ronin. The one who totally, unexpectedly, everyone was like, oh my god, it's that Ninja Turtle that's the Last Ronin? Because they hit it. They hit it in the development. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's that Ninja Turtle that's the Last Ronin? And I'm looking on social media, everyone's surprised. I'm like, what, it's fucking obvious. It's <laughs> fucking obvious, that's the one it is. So, <laughs> I I felt like an asshole, but I was like, <laughs> it, it was pretty obvious that's the one they were going to pick, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think to go back and say, I, I don't think Turtles has been is going to be stuck in it because we do have games in development. But again, the really popular ones are the ones that have come out and done the 2D beat-em-up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and again, this is not to bemoan 2D beat-em-up turtles. No. Those games rock. Shredder's Revenge might honestly be, like, the game of last year. I don't, that game I don't want them to, like, so. stop doing them, but I like the idea of more... It's kind of what we said with the Muppets game, uh, is that, like, it's fun to see your franchises in different styles of games. Sometimes it's something that LucasArts did so incredibly with the Star Wars license in the 90s and the 2000s is they did not care what style of game. If someone had an idea, they plastered Star Wars on it, and you got it. And sometimes you got bad games. a lot of t- But other times you got games, you're like, oh my gosh, they decided to do that with Star Wars? That's awesome. Like, think, think, think of it this way. Think about where the Mario franchise would be right now if they just if stuck they to exactly. just platformers. Like if, that's, that's a really good fucking yeah. Like, yeah, like think about... like it, it would probably still be popular, but it wouldn't be anywhere near the cultural phenomenon and, it is now if they didn't do and other And they things. always were pushing the envelope and doing different things. And think of, like, a lot of times the complaint of the modern Sonics is like, well, it's not the same. It's not the 2D speed. It's never going to be. But you still have good Sonic games and good characters and good interesting... Look, quite possibly my favorite Sonic game of the last 20 years is Murder of Sonic. <laughs> like, <laughs> is Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. That game rocks. <laughs> So like you Mario, can do you can yeah, do things with people, characters, and I'm a lot more of that, and less worried about if they're put in one type of game. And so like I think the big thing for that you, you can obviously take away from this episode is that is TMNT07 a good game? It's, it, it's average the reviews, at best. Their views are best. It's average at best, but the thing that I'm going to hold this game and and talk and and all, I kind of always remember this game is. It tried something, it succeeded in some things, but kind of its failings are the failings of people, uh, of it not willing to really fully evolve. And I think that's its biggest failing, is it's not fully willing to evolve into something differently, and it gets kind of stuck in between, which, again, maybe happens with small, sl- with a, 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 a short development cycle, maybe not as many developers on it, because they're like, all hens on the Assassin's Creed deck. <laughs> uh, but... I, I think that's the thing from this more than anything, and, and my big point on all this is, this game's fun when it when it really tries to be something new, and it falls short when it doesn't. They had all hands on deck for the platforming, but when it came to the combat, they're like, all right, we need everyone for Assassin's Creed. Tim, finish it up. Wait, what? 
I didn't expect us to get this passionate about TMNT 07. <laughs> This this got to this this went to a weirdly passionate place that I was not expecting in the slightest. Are you surprised? <laughs> with us, a if, little bit, honestly. With us, you never know. It could genuinely be we could be bored as shit the entire episode, or it could be this is the most passionate game we've ever been passionate well, about. There is nothing that will ever sp- top this. What's the game? Uh, fucking Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, sometimes it's just you know the game, the games that we play. They need to they have to offer something for us to really have a lot. And this is why I, when, when I've been asked before, what's the your least favorite game you've played on the podcast? Uh, I've been asked that before a couple of times, and I, my answer is always GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Yeah, because that game that game's not the worst game we played, but it offered nothing. We really had very little to say about that game. It was just a game it was one of the games and so like it's better when we can sit down and and look at something and i think this game gives us something especially gives us a peek back in 2007 where games were where they were about to go because again especially with ubisoft and how you know they got they stuck in it assassin's creed was revolutionary for so many things it had built on what they they'd done with the prince of persia series and it just exploded that franchise now you can say it's been saturated down because they've released 10,000 Assassin's Creed games since then. And one <laughs> where, really, really mediocre movie. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah I'd, go, I'd go past mediocre. That's just, just straight up bad. I'm sorry. I was being kind. <laughs> I, uh, Assassin's Creed at this point is like the French fries of gaming. It's good when you have it. It's, it's nice. It's tasty. But when it's all you get, you're like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I want something else. Yeah. Definitely. But I think before we get into the questions, just saying that, you know, this this game really, I had fun. And I think that's the thing that I will want to take away from this game, uh, even though the critiques and all this. I did have fun. I did like the way the style, uh, I really did like the graphics, even if it had shortcomings and we played the GameCube game version. So that, that is, you know, it's not going to be the 360, you know, processing power that right, <laughs> on right. there. But, uh... I, I like the way the turtles look. I like the graphics. I like the stylistic nature of this blending kind of what they did with the movie CG graphics. But also, th- there's a little bit of a cell shade comic look to these characters in this game. I really, really, really odd nitpick. Not even nitpick, just observation. Not even observation, just comment. I prefer the turtles with white eyes. Yes! Like, I prefer I the turtles with pure white eyes, personally. I, I mean, when they have pupils, it's not bad, but whenever... I see these designs, and I really like these designs. Like they're, like in the movie, they're fine. But when you add those white eyes, I'm like, yeah, that that puts it together for me. That's just a personal thing, though. See, I I already had to had to take a couple points away from the visuals because I'm not a big fan of the character designs in the movie. And then they train, and then they move them over to the game, and I just, I don't like them. They're they're, what they 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 they're literally they're. Fu- <laughs> You know, we're just gonna move. We're gonna. We're just gonna move past this. We're gonna move past this. We're. We're, we're gonna. It's. It, it, you know, my last comment on the graphics. I think I'll say is, I. Th- I really like the turtle designs. The enemy designs are just same. What's a uh, every insert random NPC. There's not much to them. 
I did like the boss designs. They do really bring the, you know, as as kind of bland as the stone statues are in the movie as, as far as anim- villains are, they look cool in the game. They look neat. They they're, do look they're, really... They're good designs. They're good designs. character-wise, it's yeah. just a flat uh, line. <laughs> the, the, you know, their, their designs are really cool. And, and certain levels looked great. I said the Donnie level, like the, the graphics... The sewer, the uh, uh, technology that he was going through, the uh, electricity, that was all really cool. Some of the designs are a little more bland. You know, I think a lot of the uh, 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 Raphael Nightstalker? Night Watcher. Yeah, I was like, Nightstalker doesn't sound right. Night Watcher. Nightstalker, that's a serial killer. That is. (laughs) Something different. Those levels... Because they're just kind of generic buildings, can ge- don't look always as great. I mean that, but the Night Watcher levels are also the weakest ones in mm-hmm. the game, in my opinion. So, but I think it 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 has its flaws: its graphics, its camera, its combat. But it really does have its highs, and I, I think that needs to be highlighted that this game does have a lot of good to it. Yes, but on this podcast, we like to ask two important questions of every game that we play. The first is. How does this game hold up? Fine. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say fine. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a line that I think Thomas has used before. I, I'm pretty sure all the problems that I had back then are the same. Are all this all the problems that it has now are the same that they had back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it has a I camera that doesn't that. age well. I will say that. Like that. I that, mean, but outside of that, everything is kind of the same. You say that, but the reviews did bitch about the camera. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it was because yeah. I don't think that was a camera people liked even back then, and it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. But I think I agree for the most part. It, it's fine. It was very again the platforming is some of the best platforming we've played on this pod, and like the most competent platforming we've played. So we've played some bad platformers, you know. But like the controls, everything. I loved the platforming, so I'm gonna have to say it holds up pretty well because usually I'm like, God damn platforming why is the mid-2000s platforming so annoying <laughs> see for me the platforming was just kind of competent which is more than we can say about some games that we've played but still fair enough i enjoy the platforming but i also enjoy platforming we we talk a lot about my love for fighting games that is only my second favorite video game genre my favorite yes. is platformers uh i mean they're probably go back and forth but there's so many of them depending on my mood so uh yeah i like the platforming but again the combat does drag this game Mm -hmm. down it's just that sealed off approach that's so many late to mid 2000 early to mid to late Mm -hmm. 2000s rather platformers took that just especially licensed games especially games licensed it's a quick way to make sure you have your enemies and it just it felt like it just feels kind of cheap yeah. Like it, like cutting corners to make sure you have your enemy odd, elements to it. Odd comparison, but I, we brought up several things. Oh, what they should have taken Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. Yeah, and I'm not mm. kidding. No, because, I actually agree with you because in that game, there's like one or two enemies that every time you fight them and then you move on mm-hmm. and kind of oh, solve yeah. a puzzle or whatever. So. Yeah, I, I I think they could have done a lot more of the platforming. But again, I really love the platform in this game. As the harshest criti- critic of platformers uh, of this era. Uh, it was fun to actually have something that felt really good. The second question that we ask of every game that we play, would you like to see a remake or a reimagining of this game in a modern setting? Well, Mason stole mine, so I'll steal one of theirs. Not this game specifically. I don't think this game specifically should like, uh, be remade because TMNT 07, whatever your thoughts on it are, didn't do well. Sadly, box the majority office, agree with bo- Mason. Bo- box office or critic-wise, it didn't do that well. It's also... Uh, 
how old is it now? 16 years. 16, yeah, it's a 16 year old movie. So, obviously, don't make it a time. But again, I think that the building blocks are there for a damn good TMNT game. So, I won't say make this like a big budget, super huge release, but I think that if you took some of the ideas this game had and put them into a newer uh, Mm -hmm. game system. With, you know, maybe better combat, obviously, but keep the platforming pretty identical. I'd say that, yeah. Yeah. If you gave me a Prince of Persia-style game entirely around the, the Turtles, yeah. I think specifically that, that new 2D um If you, you want more of the classic, uh, kind of like the classic classic that they're kind of remaking now. Yes. Yeah, I could yes. see that. Specific, the, specifically, I think that type of game. Yeah, I could do it behind. Again, I, I, I said here, like... This, this game is built to be a Crash Bandicoot game if they really wanted to. And, like, I think you could do some really fun things. Could you have, you know, one of the turtles having a spin-type attack using their weapons? One of them there? I think also, we didn't mention a ton of this on this. This game seems to be built for multiplayer, and it is single-player, and that is still very weird. <laughs> that is really weird. <laughs> this seems to be built to try to be a multiplayer game, and that would be fun. I think if you took this concept and reimagined it and made it maybe some co-op mode... Some fun different things, different characters, where you're all kind of, kind of, you know, the way they've done the Mario Bros with the co-op, kind of the the, the yeah, ones, kind of those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could do some fun things with that, especially if you get if you did differentiate some of the turtles' powers. I think so, especially maybe add some like Metroidvania elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we haven't obviously haven't played it yet, but there's that new uh, uh, Sonic Mania game coming out. Yeah, Sonic Superstars. Sonic Superstars. That one, yeah, that one, and that game is going to have four-player platforming and like that kind of style, maybe. You know, even if you kept more of the 3D style that we have here in this game, there are some fun things you can do with this, uh, with the Turtles, even if you're not basing it, obviously, on a 16-year-old movie. Uh, you could do some fun things in this, that this game really does offer that opportunity. But no, my answer is definitely, I don't really want to remake. Honestly, you know, usually I'm like, well, you could just drop it somewhere there or remaster. You know, I, I don't need this. It, this game is not hard to get a hold of. It's Pretty cheap, uh, and it's on cheap. a ton I, of systems. I got this for like fifteen bucks. You can probably find it for even. Cheaper. It's on so many systems. You can play this game. Yeah, it's so not, it's not like this. Get this is one of those rare gems. Like no, it's not like Naruto: Rise of Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, basically. you can find it on a lot of different play platforms to play it. So I, actually, the sequel to that is even harder to find because <laughs> at one point that game was going for like hundred and fifty oh, right. bucks. Cla- Clash. Really? No, it's uh, uh, the sequel is uh, called Broken Bond. Oh, maybe that's what I saw because I saw one for like three hundred forty fucking dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the for like I've I've I looked re- recently there a lot of them have come down, but that one was very expensive yes. for a while. Something in this game that I would like to see them explore more with Ninja with the Ninja Turtles. Not this game specifically. No, I think I think if this I think I think if they wanted to do another Turtles and like a brand fresh new. Turtles game and base it on something like this style. Hell, their new movie, Mutant Mayhem's coming out. If they mm-hmm. wanted to do that with Mutant Mayhem, I would, I'd gladly try it out. But yeah, not this game specifically. No, I don't want. I don't. I, I'm I'm fine leaving it in 07. Yeah. But yeah, that's TMNT 07. But what do you guys think? Did you uh, like this game? Did you like the movie that it's based on? If you have some opinions and you want to share them, you can do that by sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. And if you'd like to tell us to play a game, maybe you want us to play one of those uh, 2D brawling beat-em-ups 
Turtles games? Well, you can tell us to do that by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep, at our super bleephead tier, $15 a month, and we will play and or watch your suggestion as long as it doesn't break the bank. That is patreon.com slash whatthebleep. Whether you want to make us play TMNT Out of the Shadows or make us watch TMNT Out of the Shadows, yeah. we can do one of those. The Out of the Shadows game doesn't exist anymore. So, oh. <laughs> delisted. And we'll be back next time with something shaken, not stirred. I liked it.